Recorded live. Give God some praise today, amen, and just be thankful, amen, that God has blessed you to be here, amen, praise God, to hear another word from the Lord today, 
Amen. Praise God. And so, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. But when we think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us, amen, we should be excited. Amen. Glory to God. And thankful. Amen. For all that God keeps doing in our lives. Amen. Glory to God. So we want you just to prepare and Get ready to have a Holy Ghost good time in the word of the Lord today. Amen. Praise God. Prepare yourself. Amen. To hear. Amen. What the Spirit has to say to the church today. Amen. And invite your family and friends, amen, to the broadcast today. Amen. Invite, amen, praise God, those that you know, amen, praise God, that are in the need of hearing the word of God for today. Amen. Praise God. And we want you to make a note of our announcement for today. We're going to have sunrise prayer. I'm excited about the sunrise prayer. August the 29th, God put in my spirit to get before the water, the lakefront. Amen. Praise God. So those of you that are really seeking the Lord and and you have that hunger and that thirst that no matter where God tells me to go, I'll be there. No matter what God says, I'll do it. If you have that kind of attitude and you are hungry for God, um, I want you to meet me. Amen. Praise God. On August the 29th, we're going to be starting our sunrise prayer at 5 o'clock a.m. Yes, a.m. Amen. We're going to be there when the sun rises upon the lakefront. Amen. And we're just going to begin to praise and magnify God right in the presence of, amen, the most high God. Amen. So that is going to be August the 29th. August the 29th. Sun rises.
Hello, everybody. Good morning. Amen. Praise God and welcome. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. To our Bible study. Amen. Praise God. I pray that you are expecting and excited to hear from the Lord on today. Amen. Praise God. We want to take this time to welcome you to our broadcast. Amen all of our listeners from all around the world, amen. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Glory to God, amen. Praise God. I am Pastor Sylvia Staples. I am the senior pastor of the Message of Christ Church, amen. Praise God, amen. And once again, we're coming to you. Amen. Praise God to share the word of God. Amen. That you may be able to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. There is indeed a call from heaven for the people of God to begin to seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. Praise God. So we want to take this time to welcome you and thank you for tuning into our broadcast. Amen. Praise God. I want to go ahead and give you our 24-hour prayer line. For those of you that are on the call that may desire prayer. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We ask that you call our prayer line, and when you call the prayer line, we're asking you to please leave a message. Amen. Praise God. We are only returning calls to those that leave a message on the prayer line. Amen. Praise God. So here's the prayer line number, 312-600-7729. Amen. Once again, prayer line number is 312-600-7729. Seven seven two nine. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Let us begin to turn our faces towards heaven. It is time for us to pray again. It is time for us to 
lay before the holy God of Israel and began to seek him in prayer. Thank you, Lord God. We can't do nothing without God. So we first must stop, take time to pray, and then take time to hear the voice of God so that we will not follow those that are not in the will of God. So today I want to pray that your ears will be open to heaven. that your heart will be open to receive and that your mind will be stayed on the things of God. Amen. Glory to God. So intercessors that have joined this prayer call today began to intercede, began to pray that the people will have a mind Christ today. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let us begin to seek the Lord in prayer. Father God, you are holy. Father God, you are wonderful. Father God, you are excellent. Father God, you are the Prince of Peace. You are a mighty counselor today. We thank you today for this great, wonderful, and precious opportunity to come before your presence. Father, we thank you today that you've chosen us to be your holy children. Thank you today, God, that you sent your son to die for us on the cross. That we might have the right to the tree of life. Father, we come today, I'm asking you, God, to forgive us, God. Father, we come asking you to forgive us of our sins. Father, we ask you to forgive us for the times that we have complained, the times, oh God, that we have been disobedient to your will. Father, wash us, God from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. We ask that you will supernaturally wash us, O oh God, that we may be righteous before you. Father, we ask, Lord God, for directions today. Lord, we come seeking your will. 
Father, we come asking in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for your divine direction. Father, we need you today to shine the light from heaven down on our souls today that we may be able, Lord God, to follow the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you to take control of this Bible study on today. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to the hearts of the men and the women of God that have gathered today, O God, to be in your presence. Father, we're asking you, Lord God, to show them the way, Lord God, to walk upright before you, to be righteous before you, and to preach your word in season and out of season. Father, we come today to hear the spoken word of God. Speak, Lord. We need clarity of your will. We need the truth of your word today. So, God, we're asking you to take us to those places, oh, God, where the rivers of the living water shall begin to flow out of our bellies. Lay your hands on us today and anoint us, God, for the battlefield. Father, we're praying today for those that are not saved. We know that you have saving power today. So we're asking you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to come in, God, and anoint our tongues as we pray. That, Lord God, the words, O oh God, that we speak out of our mouths will bring life to the people, healing to the land. Father God, we do thank you today. for your grace and for your mercy. God, we love you today, and we ask, God, that you fill our hearts with love today. Father, we just want to thank you today. Glory to God. For answering our prayers. And, Father, we cover every person today in the blood of Jesus. Father, whatever they're going through, whatever the worry is, whatever, Lord God, the trouble is, we give it to you today. And we trust you today for a miracle. Trust you today, God, for a blessing. We trust you today, God, to turn it around. We bless your name. So 
as we go into our word for today, we want to thank you for the word. We want to thank you that the word will go forth and do what you desire for it to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we ask all of these blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray. Amen, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we come today to hear your word. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you are hungry and you are excited and you are expecting God to speak to you today. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have been excited ever since God opened up my eyes this morning. And I was able to see this brand new day that the Lord has given me. I'm excited because I know that something good is going to happen today in my life and in your life. Glory to God. Amen. So welcome to our Bible study for today. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to go ahead and get into the word of God. Amen. Praise God. So get your Bible, get your weapon, amen, of the word out, amen. Grab your pencil and grab your paper, amen, because there is a word from the Lord, amen. There is something that God wants to speak to you about. There is something, amen, that God, amen, wants to share with you, amen, glory to God. So we're going to hear, amen, from the word of God today, amen, praise God, and we are going to receive the word of God on today. Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, this is the message of Christ Church. Amen. Praise God. And I am going to be your host for today. I am Pastor Sylvia Staples. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I am the senior pastor of the message of Christ Church. And we are located in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And we pray that you will Continue to join us here on our broadcast where we are here Monday through Friday uh, at 6 a.m. Uh, we're also here, amen, praise God, every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. for our Miracle Monday, amen, glory to God. And you can join us every first Friday for midnight prayer, amen, praise God, every first Friday for midnight prayer, amen. And uh, don't forget about our 8 a.m. Bible study. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So make a note of our broadcast times, and we do invite you to invite your friends and family, amen, to join us, amen, on the prayer. Amen. Praise God. But let's get into the word. I'm excited about what God is saying. Amen. Glory to God. I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do in your life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So believe God and trust God because he is going to work it out. 
Amen. Praise God. What is God saying to us on today? Amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Zechariah, the seventh chapter, verses 8 through 14. Zechariah, the seventh chapter of Zechariah, the eighth through the 14th verse. Amen. Zechariah 7, verses 8 through 14. And then we're going to go over to the book of Psalms 147. Amen. That Psalms 147, verses 1 through 11. Amen. Praise God. I'll repeat these scriptures as we go on in our Bible study. Amen. Praise God. That's Psalms 147. We're going to to read verses 1 through 11. Amen. Praise God. So let's get back to our Bible study opening scripture for today, Zechariah 7 verses 8 through 14, and it reads, And the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. And reading of the twelfth verse. Yea, they made their hearts as an animate stone. At least they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts has sent in his spirit by the former prophet. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with the whirlwind among all the nations whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them, that no man passed through nor returned, for they laid the pleasant land desolate. Amen. I have just read to you Zechariah 7, chapter, verses 8. Through 14. Now let's go and read Psalms 147, the 147 division of Psalms, verses 1 through 11. Amen. And it reads Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is 
pleasant and praise is comely. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power his understanding is infinite. The Lord lifted up the meat. He casted the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the heart unto our God, who covered the heaven with clouds, who prepared rain for the earth, who make it grass to grow on the mountains. He give it to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. People of God, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises Unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God. It is good to sing praises unto the Lord. Listen, God's going to give somebody a song on today, a song that is going to uplift you and empower you and inspire you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, because this psalm in 147, amen, praise God, has been a blessing to my heart. It says, the Lord lifted up the meat, and he catches the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the heart upon our God. My, my, what a beautiful psalm, amen, to encourage the body of Christ on today. Amen. Let's look at our lesson for today, and let's see what our theme is going to be for today, what our word title is going to be for today. Today, amen, our Bible study for today is going to talk about a demand for justice, a demand for justice. My God, what is the meaning of this word justice? Well, it simply means, amen, praise God, for you to have fair judgment. It is a process or results of using laws to fairly judge and punish crimes. Amen. Glory to God. So this is a great season of judgment. This is a great season where God is going to bring fair judgment on those that have been righteous. And also, he's going to bring judgment against those that have been wicked. Amen. Praise God. So get the word judgment in your seat and 
begin to examine yourself. Have I been right before the Lord? Or have I been in a place of disobedience? Amen. But this is a season where God is looking down and he's rewarding those that have been faithful. He's also bringing judgment upon those that have been disobedient. Amen. Justice, justice, justice. Let's give some more meanings of the word justice before we get into our word for today. This word justice means right or righteous. It means to be honest. It means to speak the truth or live the truth. Justice. Justice means bringing a sentence upon something or someone. Justice means to bring correction. Another meaning of this word justice uh, means that someone is hearing you. You're making a decree or a decree has been made on your behalf. Justice means to make an appeal, to have authority, to rule. Amen. Praise God. Justice means to have a due process, a fair treatment their treatment. Amen. So I pray that one of those words really step in your spirit because this is the season where you're going to have the justice of the Lord. I hear the Lord saying that those of you that have it right and honest, amen, praise God, fair treatment is about to come to you. There is a due process that God is getting ready to put in your pathway. Amen. Praise God. There is, amen, a decree that is being put forth on your behalf to bring you to a place in the Lord that you will be able to have the blessing of the Lord manifest in your life. So this powerful, powerful Bible study on today is designed for you. Justice. A demand for justice. God is demanding justice. This is the season of justice. This is the season for you to get what is owed to you. This is the season that is prepared for those that love the Lord, your justice has arrived. Amen. Praise God. So believe in your heart that when God on your side, who can be against you? And so we want to hold that word of God in your heart that you will be expecting something great from the Lord. 
The justice of God is what we want in our lives. There are a lot of people that feel like they can bring justice in your life, but God is the only one that can rule and reign in your life and make the final decisions in your life on whether or not you're going to be blessed or whether or not you're going to be cursed. Amen. Praise God. So let's look at our lesson for today, which is a very, very powerful lesson, as always, when we study the Word of God. Our key verse is coming from Zechariah, the seventh chapter, verses 9 and 10 where it says, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. Amen. Execute true judgment. Show mercy and compassion to your brother's And don't oppress the widows and the fatherless, the strangers, nor the poor. And let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. Today we're going to summarize Zechariah's message of judgment against Israel. You know that God was speaking to the children of Israel about their punishment of being disobedient. Um, I believe that the body of Christ needs to preach more on the consequences of sin because sin is so open now in the world and in the church. People seem to think that there is no judgment for sin. There is no consequence for the sin behavior. Um, and I'm not just talking about those that are in sexual, lustful relationships. Right here in Zechariah 7 and 9, 7 verse, verses 9 and 10, um, it talks about compassion. People don't show compassion anymore. People don't care about you not um, being able to make it. People don't care about you being in a bind. People don't care about you losing Uh, a loved one anymore like they used to, compassion. They don't show compassion. Um, People are not showing compassion to widows. Amen? Praise God. I'm a widow, and very few people are showing me compassion, so I can just imagine what they are doing for the people in the world. Amen? Praise God. Oppression. Uh, uh, The fatherless, the, the strangers. People are not kind to strangers anymore. Or the poor. And most definitely, there is a lot of evil in the hearts of the people against their brothers and their sisters. Amen? Praise God. So we need to get to the place where we have the love of God in our hearts and live as the Bible teaches us to. So today we're going to summarize Zechariah's message of judgment against Israel. God God was sending the prophets to Israel to let them know that even though God loves you and people get that twisted all the time, 
Just because somebody loves you doesn't mean that they're not going to punish you. Amen. That's what love is all about, being able to correct you. Punishment should bring correction. You remember the times when you were a child and you were punished, sent to your room, or you were not able to get on the phone for a couple of days, or you were punished not to go outside and play with your friends. You had to stay in the house. That was a punishment. What did that punishment treat treat you or show you? That punishment should have shown you what you had done wrong was not right, and it should have taught you a lesson that what you did was not good. And even though you might have you might not have seen the wrong in it because you were a child, but you knew that the punishment behind it caused you not to be able to enjoy the times that you wanted to enjoy, like go outside or go to the ball game with your friends. You were not able to do that. There were some things that were held back in your life because you did not do what your parents told you to do. Amen? And so that's what happens when you walk out of the will of God. Punishment comes. And that's what, that is what happened to the children of Israel. The prophets were speaking to them about their sins. They had to be told that just because God chose you and you were God's children and God said he loved you did not mean that you could do anything that you wanted to do. You had to still treat people right. You cannot oppress the widows. You cannot come against those that are fatherless just because you have a father. Amen. Praise God. You can't treat strangers like they're dirt. Amen. You cannot treat the poor bad. You must help them, feed them, clothe them, find shelter for them. And and you cannot imagine evil. It, it says, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother. There are some people that are sitting in the church wishing that you die, wishing that you fall, wishing and hoping and praying that your marriage will not come together. They are wishing bad witchcraft spirits upon you in the church. That's what the Bible says. And let none of you imagine evil against your brother in your heart. There are some people that have evil in their heart against you. Amen. And they are in the church. God is talking to his people right here in the book of Zechariah. He's talking to the church. Amen. Praise God. And he's talking to the church today. Amen. And some of you are judging people based on what somebody else has told you. Don't believe what people are telling you about people because sometimes people want you not to like somebody just because, amen, praise God, they don't have the forgiveness in their heart to forgive somebody. Amen. A demand for justice. God is demanding justice. Amen. Praise God. God is demanding justice. 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 What are some of the words I told you? He's demanding honesty. He's demanding the truth. He's demanding things to be corrected. He's demanding. He's demanding 
Amen, glory to God, that those of you that are ruling over the people, that you are ruling over them in honesty and justice. Those of you that are leaders that are ruling over the people. See, the Bible tells the people to obey those that rule over them. That's what the Bible says. There are some people that are obeying leaders that are leading them in the wrong way. But they are obeying because the Bible says obey those that rule over you. There are some people that don't uh, have the wisdom to be able to discern good and evil. So whatever the pastor that is over them say, that's what they're going to do. So we need to ask God for a hearing of the of the spirit to be able to hear, amen, praise God, what the spirit is saying to the church concerning judgment. 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 Pastors don't don't lead the people and bring judgment over the people because of your disobedience. Amen. Praise God. This is a word that God is is looking down and God says, I'm not pleased with the way the people, amen, praise God, are being treated. A demand for justice, a demand for justice. And it works both ways. Amen, praise God. You have leaders that are not leading the people in a truthful way, and you have people that are not following, amen, in a truthful way. So this word, a demand for justice, is for those of you that are not, doing the will of God, and those of you that see the will of God not being done right in the lives of people. And so we're going to um, look at the consequences of Israel's sin. Amen. There is a consequence for sin, and I know somebody's saying, Pastor, how long are we going to be talking about this sin and the children of Israel in bondage? Sometimes I will keep you on a word until things are broken in the lives of people. Look at this world. The church is supposed to have power over what's going on in the world. So anytime you see the world ahead of the church or the world doing more than what the church is doing, that's because sin has come into the camp. God cannot move through a sin-filled church. And so the church has walked away from God in so many ways. Even in the area of prayer. Prayer is not like it used to be. There used to be a time when that church came together and prayed. It would be just like it was when they prayed for Peter. Peter was in prison, and before they know it, before they even ended their prayer, Peter was knocking at the door. My God. That's because when they went in the upper room, they were on one accord. They were not fighting over positions. They were not fighting over titles. They were not robbing the church. Amen. Praise God. There were there were not the best dressed Sunday dressers in the house. People were not looking at what you had and who you had. So we need to get back and keep our eyes on God. Amen. Praise God. So we'll be able to have power in the church. And we're gonna we're gonna look at some areas today in your life that have hardened in your heart. Now I want you to write those things down that are hard in your heart. There's some things that have 
areas in your life that have become hardened in your heart. And we want God to begin to work on those things and change those things in your life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So here our lesson today. Amen. Praise God. As we look at Zachariah. Amen. Praise God. Um, the, the Hebrew word Zachariah means God remembers. God remembers. Uh, Zachariah was a prophet, and his name meant God remembers. Amen. I want you to just speak that to yourself and say, God remembers. God remembers. And when I um, spoke that word, God remembers, um, it took me to Romans 12 and 19. And uh, I want you to go with me there just for a little bit. Romans 12 and 19, the word Zechariah means God remembers. And, you know, if you are doing the will of God and you are righteous in doing the will of God, God's going to remember that. As well as he's going to remember the wrong that you're doing unless you repent. But right now I want to deal with those that have been doing the will of God, righteous before the Lord, laboring before the Lord, allowing God to use you. Our Sunday school lesson for today, our Bible school lesson for today, is talking about a demand for justice. The justice of God is getting ready to open up in your life. And as we just looked at Zechariah, Zechariah means God remembers. Amen. Praise God. I just want to deviate here for a little bit and just give you a scripture to encourage you. God remembers. That's what Zechariah's name means. And God is so amazing. He will send people to you. Amen. And their name also is prophetic. Their name. Um, Zechariah name his name was a reminder to the people of what God is in their lives. Amen. His name means God remembers. And so Zechariah was there before the people and he was just reminding the people that God remembers. His name was reminding the people that God remembers. And so for those of you that may be in a place right now doing good, but it seems like it's taking your promise a long time to come, I want to encourage you today and you, you're trying to figure out why is it that the wicked seems to be prospering and why is it that those that have walked on me, talked about me, lied on me, and pushed me to the side seems like they are uh, prospering 
hear the land, hear the Lord saying judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Um, all things come to an end. Those that are doing evil that looks like they're prospering and it looks like you are not prospering, all things come to an end. Uh, Zechariah name means God promise. So here's what I hear the Lord saying. And I'm going to give you this prophetic word, and I'm going to move back to the lesson. This is what God is saying to you. First of all, he's saying, I remember. Amen. I remember. I did not forget. Amen. Praise God what you did in being obedient to what I told you to do. Amen. Praise God. Some of you are in marriages, and you are obedient in spite of what the mate is doing. Some of you, amen, are in ministries, and all you see around you is messy people, but you still choose to be obedient. Amen, praise God. You still uh, have made in your mind that I want God's good judgment to be upon my life. And so there's two scriptures I want to give you here. The first one I want to go back is um, Galatians, the sixth chapter, and the seventh verse, Galatians, the sixth chapter, and the seventh verse says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man showeth, that shall he also reap. Amen? Praise God. I want you to keep that scripture in your heart because we're talking about judgment today. And some of you are getting ready to reap, amen, praise God, what you've sown. Be not deceived. Don't think God is a fool. Don't think God is blind. Don't think God has forgotten. Don't think God is slow. Be not deceived. Amen. Don't let the enemy come and deceive you and walk you out of your promise. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming to those that have been righteous and to those that have been wicked. Amen. Praise God. God is bringing judgment. Amen. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to encourage yourself. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I want you to encourage yourself. Amen. Glory to God. God, amen, will not be mocked. He will not be laughed at. He will not be teased. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you, glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. God will not be made fun of. Amen. I'm telling you, you are going to get the last laugh. Amen. Judgment is getting ready to come. Amen. Praise God. And God is getting ready to do something powerful in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I just want to encourage you right there. Amen. That's our first scripture. Amen. Praise God that I want to encourage you with in the book of Galatians. Amen. Praise God. Let me read it again for those of you that might be uh, trying to write it down. Galatians 6 and 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever men soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So um, the other scripture that I want to encourage you with, and uh, right now we're just dealing with the name Zechariah. It means God remembers. And you know, God is bringing encouragement to the body of Christ. And, you know, 
in all that's going on in the world today, there are still some righteous people. There are still some people that have separated themselves from sin. There are still some people that are striving to live holy. Amen. But And on the other hand, we still have some people that feel like they can straddle the fence, and there's still some people in the body of Christ that feel like they can misuse those that are um, in their lives. So Romans 12 and 19 says, and I'm going to get to the King James Version first, it says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let me read a few more scriptures and we'll get back to our lessons. Another scripture says, another translation says, Do not take revenge, dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, Vengeance belongs to me. I will pay them back, declares the Lord. And I know somebody's shouting right now, (laughs) glory to God. And you have every right to shout right now because what the enemy wants you to see is a lie. And just like Zachariah's name means that God remembers, God remembers, God remembers. I'm glad that God remembers. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad that he remembers and um, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Um, because God remembers, I know that he is going to repay you for every time that you have been obedient. Amen. Another translation says, don't take revenge, dear friends. Instead, let God's anger take care of it. After all, Scripture says, I alone have the right to take revenge. I will pay back says the Lord. I will pay back, says the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So just just keep that word of encouragement in your spirit and know that God will repay. And Zechariah has been sent to the people to let them know that God will repay. God will repay. So if the people continue to do wrong, the things that Zachariah pointed out, God's going to pay them for the wrong that they're doing. Be not deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't think you can get away with sin. It's only for a season that you're going to be able to have luxury in sin. It's going to look good, feel good, and the enemy's even going to tell you that it's right to do. Amen. Praise God, but then that season is going to end then you're going to see the repay, your reward of being disobedient to God. So Zechariah, amen, was sent to the people, and he told the people what God was saying about the present time. 
He told the people what God was saying about the future. Amen. Praise God. And so Zechariah taught the people that God remembers his promise. God made promises to the people in the Bible days, and he has made a promise to you on today. And the promise, one of the promises that God had spoken to the children of Israel about was that the Jews would return from exile. They would return out of bondage. And he also said that he would return them to his temple in Jerusalem. Those were some of the promises. He said in Isaiah 40 and 3, prepare the way for the Lord. Make a straight road for the desert for our God. So Isaiah was imagining that God was traveling on a road. Amen. Praise God. And he was coming to reward the people. Amen. So, Let's begin to look at the word of God for today in the book of Zechariah, the seventh chapter of Zechariah, verses 8 through 14. Amen. Let's look at our lesson background. Amen. We know that Zechariah is delivering the message today. And... um. Zechariah was one of those who returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple after they were released from captivity. Amen. Praise God. Let's look at verses 8 and 9. It's talking about God's requirements. How many know that there are requirements that God requires of us to do You can't just do what you want to do when you become saved. You couldn't do what you wanted to do before you became saved. You had a mother or a father or somebody that was over you that directed you in what you should be doing. So you were taught what to do and what not to do. Amen. You either were taught from a parent, from a a pastor, from a teacher, from grandparents or your friend's mother, somebody taught you something. They might not have taught you the word of God because everybody wasn't raised in Christian homes. And so there are some people that do not know um, what you know about the word of God. I ran into a lady the other day, and we were just talking, and she said, we're talking about some how we got on singing, and she said she was a a singer, a jazz singer, or something like that. I'm not too sure, but she was a singer. And she asked me what type of music did I sing because I'm a singer also. And she said, and I said, oh, I sing gospel. And she said, oh, that's interesting. And uh, we were talking about some uh, songs, and I said, do you know Amazing Grace? She had never heard of Amazing Grace. She had never heard of a lot of songs in the gospel that I talked to her about. And she was well well in her 50s, maybe. She was, you know, 
if she had never heard of Amazing Grace. So you just cannot assume that everybody that you know, that you meet, know about God. You just can't assume. Uh, there are some people that refuse to hear about God. So they don't allow you to talk to them about God, and neither do they study about God. They don't know anything about God and don't want to know anything about God. So um, I don't know how I got on that, but anyway, uh, I'm talking about God's requirements right here in the book of Zechariah, the seventh chapter. God requires, there is a great calling and a great uh, requirement that God is putting up on the body of Christ today because we are seeking so much from the Lord. I hear the Lord saying, much given, much required. And so um, there are some big and heavy things that are being put in our hearts to do. And there's a rebuilding that needs to be done in the body of Christ because just like the children of Israel when they were taken out of their land, it became... It was destroyed. It was destroyed. And, and, you know, if we look around, our homes are being destroyed, our finances are being destroyed, our children are being destroyed, our husbands and marriages, things are just being destroyed around us. Amen. But God says, I remember. I remember what you have done, and I am able to restore. So, In the eighth verse here, it says that, and the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, The ninth verse says, Execute true judgment. Show mercy and compassion to every man to his brother. Amen. This is what Zechariah is saying. Remember remember how you are treating people, um, Keep the Lord's commandments in your heart. Execute true judgment. Show mercy and compassion when you're dealing with people. Some of you are getting ready to be business owners. Show compassion to people. I've walked into some stores and people were so rude behind the counter and the owner was uh, rude and uh, show show compassion to people that are coming to purchase things in your business. Those of you that are getting ready to walk into ministry, show compassion to the people. Don't use your uh, title and your gifts to mistreat the people. Show kindness and compassion. Uh, true judgment over the people. Be fair. Be fair. Amen. Praise God when you are in a position of authority. Amen. There are some bosses that are just mistreating the people. Um, they're not being fair in the pay. They're not being fair in the work that the people are, are doing. They're not um, recompensating the people, the pay that is needed. God is looking at this and he's saying judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Amen. Praise God. So let's move on down. Let's not let's not be unfair in what um, we do for people. Let's not be unfair. Amen. Praise God. And how we um, 
live our lives before the people. Here in verse 10, it says, And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor. And it's just giving examples here of what God is saying to be fair in. He just gives fair judgment. Um, So Zechariah continues to point out and remind the people about their behavior. I've seen some people that say that they are saved. I've seen some people that say that they love God and say that, you know, they um, um, want to do right. But I look at their character. I look at their attitudes, their behavior, their behavior. Amen. I was talking to a gentleman the other day. And, um, you know, people like to try to twist the scriptures, and they always try to twist that scripture about the wine that uh, Jesus turned the water into wine. And because they don't study the word and because they continue to hear uh, the untruth preached behind the pulpit, they will take the word of God to mean what they wanted to say. Jesus drunk wine is what he was trying to say to me. And I never argue with people. I only just speak the truth. And if it's going to turn into an argument, I dismiss myself from the conversation or turn the conversation into something else. But the individual was saying to me that, um, you know, that he would leave church and then he would go into the liquor store to purchase liquor after church. And he said, first of all, that's his business. And second of all, nothing's wrong with him drinking because Jesus drunk wine. So this this is just what people people when when they don't have an understanding of God's word, and most of it is most of it is simply because they're not being responsible to the word of God and 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 studying the word, living the word, and people, people's behavior before them needs to be righteous and holy. If you are in a church and you are weak and you see people leaving church and going to the drug house, and that's something that you're trying to get delivered from, you're going to do the same thing. So God is, is saying, watch your behaviors, watch your behaviors. Those of you that are married, don't talk about your husbands and wives in a bad way. You have to you have to be led to people to pray with concerning your husbands and your wives. Don't don't bad mouth husbands and wives and don't bad mouth uh anybody, amen, before people because some people are weak. They will take that and they will do the same thing. So he's reminding the people of their behaviors. These people were oppressing the widows. Amen. Praise God. They were oppressing the widows. Amen. Praise God. Um, The fatherless, the strangers, they were just mistreating people. Amen. Praise God. Uh, But Zechariah began to remind them of their behaviors. Um, He gave examples. And um, see, they didn't have government assistance programs back in the days to provide uh, 
food for the people or community housing to help the widows and things like that. So it was the responsibility of the church to take care of the widow. Amen? And so some of the widows end up prostituting because they needed to make money. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm just saying what, you know, the widows were doing. They needed to make money because the church refused to take care of them. And we need to stop in the body of Christ talking about who we're not going to take care of and what we're not going to do. Amen. Praise God. There are requirements in the body in the Bible that says the things that we're supposed to do, and one of the things is take care of the widows. Uh, the widows ended up, some of them had to sell their children as slaves to be able to, you know, survive. So um, the behavior of the people was, you know, they're not going to, they didn't want to take care of the widows. It was like every man for themselves. So you need to look around and see who God is telling you to help. Amen. And you need to be a help to that person. Amen. Praise God. God, for years, God has taught the children of Israel to take care of widows and orphans and strangers and to protect them and provide for them. Amen. And you can read that in Deuteronomy, the 24th chapter, verses 20 and 21. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let's move on down in our word for today. Amen. Praise God. We're going to begin reading in verse 11. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let us read verse 11, those of you that are still with us here on the broadcast. Um, We just want to keep our ears open to what the Spirit is saying here in the Bible study. And right here in verse 11, it's, it's talking about unhearing ears. You know, some of us are listening, but we're not hearing. And you can see that because people will sit in church or Bible study or on prayer lines week after week after week hearing what the prophets are saying and hearing what the pastors are saying and the apostles and the bishops and the evangelists, amen, and the teachers, amen, then they'll get right off of the prayer or walk right out of the church or walk right out of your presence right back into the sin that they were doing. So, You're hearing, but you're not doing. The Bible says don't just be a hearer, but a doer also. So it says right here in the 11th verse that, but they refuse to hearken. They refuse to hearken and pull away the shoulder and stop their ears. You know, so many people are used to hearing the same thing over and over and over in church that they feel like, I've heard that before. And so if they feel like they heard it before or if they feel like you're getting in their business or if they feel like, you know, um, that's not for them, they're going to close their ears. They're stopping their ears. So this is what the children of Israel were doing. I'm I'm just going to move on down from that because you can understand what it means to stop your ears. Amen. Praise God. You're not obeying what you're hearing. 
Amen. So they had unhearing ears. And this is where the church is right now. The Bible says that we would begin to chase after things that sound good. Um, you know, um, we'll begin to seek after lie instead of the truth. Amen. Praise God. And you can you can find that in Second Timothy. I believe it's around the fourth chapter. Fourth chapter. Um, yeah, the third verse. Amen, praise God. I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that because we want to be able to give scripture here on the word of God. Amen, praise God. In 2 Timothy 4 and 3, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Everybody's preaching what they want to preach now. Amen, praise God. Um, There will come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust show they heat to themselves, teachers having itchy ears. Stop itching for things that are not uh, causing you to be convicted of your sin. Amen? Stop trying to just sit in the crowd and the in crowd of people. I ran into a person the other day that was asking me, was I going to some event here, you know, in in the city, Uh, some big event. And first of all, I hadn't heard about it, but um, when the person began to tell me about it, the person was all excited, and the person was just saying, oh, I'm going to go and get my shout on, and I'm going to go and, you know, this, 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 but it, it was like a form of entertainment, you see, and so that person's ears was just itching to be around people that looked like they were uh, pleasing to the Lord, but I, I said, you know, I want to be where God is. You know, if God was leading me there, of course I would go. And um, people have to stop trying to just go places just because uh, some great person is going to be there, a famous person is going to be there. Uh, Go there because you want to hear from God, not because you want to be in the crowd to say that you went somewhere or you were there but you got nothing out of it. You didn't even apply yourself. You heard what the people were saying. They sung, amen, under the anointing, but you still left there, amen, praise God, ready to hormone, ready to jump in and out of the lottery line, ready, amen, praise God, to continue, amen, to do the unadulterated things of God. If you hear the word of God, then heed to the word of God, amen, Praise God. We need more prophets to go in and tear down, amen, the sin that is in the house of God. Amen. People should not be comfortable in the house of God with sin. No, I'm not saying put you on the front and talk about you and drag you through the mud, but conviction needs to come from the word of God. In other words, your heart needs to get in a place where you need more of God, that you are sick and tired of the lifestyle of sin. And this is where the children of Israel were. They had itchy ears. They were running around to this pagan nation, to that pagan nation. They wanted to be like this. They wanted to be like these people. You should want to be like God. Amen. And when you step into the crowd, wherever the crowd has gathered, then people are going to see you amongst the million of people that are there. They're going to look at you and see that you came there for God. You didn't come there to see who was going to be there. You didn't come there to have another conversation about 
who you saw. You came there because you wanted to be in the presence of God and wanted to hear what the Spirit was saying to the church so that you could get more of God. Amen. So, amen, glory to God. People are just running to things when God is telling you to run to him. Stay at home and lay before me and pray. Fast and pray for the sin that is that is in this world. Amen. Praise God. So this is a powerful lesson. Amen. Glory to God. And also in verse 12, it talks about unresponsive hearts. You know, your ears are stopped up. You're not hearing. And then the other thing is your heart. Your heart is in such a place that it's stone. It is stone. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. People have stony hearts. You know, uh, uh, the Bible talks about, you know, how the seed was was sown and some of it fell on stony ground. That's how the hearts of the people are. Some of the hearts of people, the the seed of God, the word of God is is being sown. And because your heart is so hardened, you you know, and and one of the reasons why people's hearts are so hardened is because uh, they have they have jealousy in their hearts. Jealousy. People are so jealous in the body of Christ. There's no need for jealousy in the body of Christ. You have a gift. She has a gift. He has a gift. We all use it for the glory of God. Amen. Praise God. We all use it for the glory of God. Don't allow sin to get in the way. Don't allow jealousy to get in the way. See, that's that's what happened with John the Baptist. And and I was reading there. And then, praise God, um, about John the Baptist, how that he was doing a good thing. Some of you are doing good, but then you are here by a prophet over here doing something good, and you'll get jealous. You know, and you'll say, well, why didn't God move that way with me? Amen. Praise God. Keep your eyes on what God is doing in your life. Amen. Praise God. See, sometimes you can't handle what God is doing in prophet so-and-so's life. Amen, glory to God. So you need to be able to deal with what God is doing in your life until you graduate, grow up, and get into a place where you see the greater works. Greater is coming. If you are obedient, I guarantee you, you're going to do greater works. Excuse me. You're going to do more than what you did, amen, in the last season. Amen. So don't let jealousy come in. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, um. You know, John the Baptist was doing a great work, baptizing the people, preaching repentance, but Lord, the whole Jesus came. Oh, glory to God. See, sometimes people can people will lift you up as long as you don't come on the scene. Now, I don't know where I'm going with this right now, but we're talking about, and now that's in today's judgment, amen, and some of you are going to have to, going to, have to correct some things in your life if you don't, judgment is going to come. If, if you are jealous and envy of anybody else's anointing, then you need to repent. Amen. And then you have people that are jealous and envy of your anointing. They need to repent. And so, um, you know, John the Baptist, you know, I, I got on John the Baptist now. I don't know how we got that way, but avoid jealousy. Amen. He, he began to rise up. And he wanted to know what Jesus was doing over there, and he he was not hearing the people praise him anymore. Amen. And so the children of Israel had fallen into this place where, you know, they wanted to be like other people. 
You know, they felt like the pagan gods was giving the people more than the gods that, that they had. So sometimes you will look over on the other side and see the grass looking greener. But you know the saying, the grass is not always greener on the other side. It might look green, and now they have fake grass. I was looking at TV even last night, and they have this substance that you can spray out like grass and just make it look so beautiful and green. And that's how the enemy has done. He has sprayed out imitation grass in a place where he knows you're going to be looking, and he's going to cause you to walk out of the will of God because it looks like that grass is prettier than your grass. Amen. Praise God of the place that you are in. And um, so we want jealousy to be moved out of the way. You know what jealousy is? It's a feeling of unhappiness and anger because someone has something or something that you want. Now, God says he'll supply your every need according to his riches in glory. There is not anything that God cannot do in your life that that person has. So avoid jealousy and stay humble. Amen. Praise God as, as you continue to rebuke um, things in your life that will cause you to be judged according to the heart, the stony heart that you have. So let's move on. Amen. Uh, the next scriptures are self-explanatory. I'm just going to kind of scan over them so that we get to the end of our lesson here. Um, the 12th verse says they, they rose up in anger. Therefore, you know, um, I'm sorry, there came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. God rose up in anger. So this is what happens is, you know, if you continue to do and be disobedient, you will call the wrath of God to rise up in your life. Amen? God will reach the end of his patience. How many believe that? God will reach the end of his patience to the point of no return. Amen, praise God. So he's giving us time to repent. Amen, glory to God. Uh, God has shown mercy and grace, and he's going to continue to show mercy and grace, but um, he wants us to know that there's a great wrath coming. I believe that there is a great wrath coming, and I have been prophesying it since they passed the law. Amen, praise God, for same-sex marriages. I said the wrath of God is going to fall upon America. You're going to see some plagues that you're not going to be able to believe that are getting ready to fall upon America. So it is praying time, fasting time, and righteous time. Amen. Praise God. Don't allow, see, the reason these plagues will be able to attach to the body of Christ because you will be open with sin. Close the door to sin now that you will be found in the safety of God when the plagues hit the land. Amen? Praise God. So he said right here, therefore it came to pass, and as he cried, and they would not hear, so they cried, and I would not hear. Woo. Let me read that again because you got some people that say, God always hears my prayers. God doesn't always. It said, it said it right here. It said, therefore it has come to pass. That as he cried, and they would not hear. See, sometimes God would be crying out to you, trying to get you to stop doing things, trying to get you to stop you from marrying certain people, trying to get you from uh, uh, going to 
certain places, amen, that you're not supposed to go to, but you will turn your ear. He crying out. He calling your name, but since you want it so bad, you're not hearing God. My God. So he cried out, and they would not hear. And so when they began to cry out, he says, I will not hear, said the Lord of hosts. Amen. Glory to God. So God was unleashing his fury, fire upon Jerusalem as they were in the Babylonian captivity. They cried out to God for mercy. They asked God to deliver them, but that time God was not listening. I wish people would read the word of God and just stop saying things that make them feel good and cause them to continue to stay in sin. There are times when God will not hear you. There are times when God will not even listen to you, and that's when you are in sin. He says it right here. But he was not at that time being a mean God, but he was pushing them to deliverance. He was pushing them to deliverance, and that's what we need to do is be pushed to deliverance. There needs to be deliverance services like never before. I told you, amen, praise God. Fathers need to just begin to have deliverance services and call out every person that comes in the line. Amen, glory to God. I don't care how righteous you are. Amen, praise God. You still need some deliverance going on. Amen, praise God. Praise God. And so we need to begin to call things. Amen, as we see them in the spirit and uh, allow God's divine judgment begin to move in our lives. Amen. So uh, the lesson is, is so powerful. Amen, praise God. It, it, is, it is an awesome word today, amen, about the judgment, amen, and how uh, God's going to uh, bring judgment. And he's warning us. He says, I am going to bring judgment. A demand for justice, a demand for justice, amen. He demands justice. God demands righteousness. He's demanding holiness, amen. He's demanding righteousness, amen. Praise God. But we got to get to that place where we are right, amen. Praise God. And we are willing and obedient to eat the good of the land. So here are some things that, uh, my God, I began to write down before we got on this lesson, and they are a number of things. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to give about 15 of them now, and then we're going to go on to something else. But the things that I hear the Lord saying that we need to repent of, um, if we don't, there's going to be a great judgment that's going to come up against us, um, the first thing is abortions. Amen, praise God. We need to pray for that particular subject. Amen, praise God. I don't know really what's going on in this parent planhood situation, but I'm hearing a little bit. But let's pray against abortions. Amen, spiritual abortions and physical abortions. See, look at what's happening. The enemy's trying to stop our seed from coming forth out of the womb. If the seed has come out of the womb, then the enemy is trying to stop it from producing 
by putting same-sex marriages together. They can't produce children. Amen. Praise God. So the enemy's after uh, the generation that is getting ready to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, and that's our children and our children's children. Amen. Praise God. So abortion is, is running rampant in the land. And so that's one thing that God wants us to pray against. Those of you that are intercessors, I want you to begin to pick those things up and begin to pray. Fifteen things that I'm going to give you right now, amen, that I heard the Lord say. Glory to God that we need to get together and repent of. Amen. Fifteen things. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And, and, And I want you to... Get one of these 15 things and make a vow that you're going to fast and pray concerning the one that God has given you. Amen. Praise God. And uh, we're going to have a time of just praying for these things here on the broadcast. So if I'm calling out something that you would like to pray for, then text me at 312-600-7729. We're going to pray for these things. Actually, we're going to have a um, sunrise prayer on the 29th, and those of you that would like to attend the sunrise, 5 a.m. sunrise prayer at the lakefront, please um, text me or inbox me on Facebook, Sylvia Staples on Facebook, uh, or text or call the ministry line, 312-600-7729, because we're going to be at the lakefront on the 29th, and we're going to be praying at sunrise, and then we're going to be doing a prayer walk. And then after the prayer walk, we're going to have some teaching at the lake. Amen. And then we're going to fellowship and go to the movie, movies and see uh, War Prayer. I don't know if you've heard of that movie, but look it up on the Internet, War Prayer. Going to the movies, then after the movies, we're going to go for lunch and have another time of fellowship in the Word. Amen. So join us. Amen. Praise God. Inbox me or text 312-600-7729. And uh, come with one of these things in your spirit that you're going to be praying about at the lakefront as we go forth in prayer. Amen. Praise God. But the first thing is abortion. Um, The second thing is that God told me that we need to abstain from all appearance of evil. Some of us are not looking good in the spirit. Some of us are not looking good in the spirit. Your good is being spoken of as evil because you are showing a character of the world. Let's pray for the appearance of our leaders. Let's pray that our leaders begin to look, uh, talk, have a behavior, and even smell like God. The appearance of evil is manifesting in the church, and we want to pray against that. The third thing is the spirit of accusing. That's going to be judgment upon those that are falsely accusing people because of jealousy. There's a spirit of accusing people just because you can't do it or you're not willing to do it because you can do all things in Christ that strengthens you. But that spirit of accusing people needs to stop. Amen. Praise God. The fourth thing is adultery. People are not ashamed anymore to be with 
other people's husbands or wives. That's the natural adultery. And spiritually, people are not ashamed to sin anymore. That's the spiritual adultery. There's big-time adultery that has come into the land, and we need to pray against it. Ooh, glory to God. The fifth thing is, and this is, um, the fifth thing is being afraid and have fear of people and afraid to walk in your calling. God gave you the gift. He's putting a demand on it in this season. He wants people to rise up and begin to walk and rebuke the spirit of fear of people. So the fifth thing is fear of people and circumstances, afraid to speak the word of God, afraid to step out and do what God is calling for you to do. That's the fifth thing. Let me move quickly because I told you I have 15. The sixth thing is um, anger, unjustified anger. People are showing so much anger now they are murdering. Anger. He said be angry but sin not. But we are being angry. People are being angry and they are sinning. They are sinning. They are killing. They are causing harm to people. Abuse. Anger. Unjustified anger. Rash. The rash of people. He said in his word, the scripture that I gave you earlier, says, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. Stop taking matters into your own hands. Anybody that has done anything to you, let it go. Let it go. It's not the time for it. There is never the time for you to hold anger. Unjustified anger. People need to let go of what they said somebody did or what somebody let somebody do. How long are you going to rehearse that in your life and stop yourself from moving forward? Unjustified anger. The wrath is in you. Your heart has gotten stony. You're mad at your mama. You're mad at your daddy. You're mad at your sisters. You're mad at everybody in the family, and they have moved on and, and are walking in places right now of peace, and here you are still angry. Let it go. Unjustified anger, okay? I believe that's number six. Um, also, to go with uh, number six, uh, being angry with your brothers and your sisters, you know, just, just angry about things. Uh, the next thing is, number seven, is uh, God is speaking to me about people that like to argue. Let's rebuke the spirit of argument. That's number seven, I believe. Somebody um, needs to text me and let me know. They'll get the text over to me, 312-600-7729. I believe I'm on number seven, um, arguing. Sin has come in because of arguments. 
Don't allow yourself to get in the place of people that argue. They argue, either walk away, close your mouth, amen, praise God, or just let them talk. Amen. There is a spirit of argument that has been released upon the people. Everybody wants to be right about the word. They're arguing about the word. They're arguing about you're, you're not right, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm right, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Arguing, rebuke it because uh, that is going to be judgment on it because it's going to cause you to fall into places that um, you should not be in. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And so we want to continue, amen, praise God, to hear, amen, what God is saying. Amen. Praise God. And we don't want to miss out, amen, on what God is saying. So arguing is number seven. Okay, number eight. Amen. Praise, praise God. This spirit of arrogance, judgment is going to come up on these arrogant people that think that you are little and they are big, think that they are better and you are poor. Amen. This spirit of arrogance, judgment is going to come up on it. That's justice. And those that have been stepped on and put down because of arrogant people, get ready for God to exalt you. Get ready for God to lift you up. Get ready for God, amen, praise God, to, amen, graduate you because you humbled yourself. He said, humble yourself in, amen, glory to God, for in due season I will exalt you. Amen. There have been arrogant people. Proud people, people that think that their word is better than your word. Amen. Let's pray against that. That's number eight. That's number eight. Arrogant, 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 arrogant. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Number eight. Amen. Um, Number nine, amen, praise God, those that have been Backbiting, number nine. Backbiting people, God's going to deal with you. Those that continue to go behind the back, you know there are some people that are laugh, that will laugh in your face, get on your prayer line, come to your church, look at you in your face, and get right behind your back and talk about you. This still has to do with justice because this, these are some of the things that are causing God to judge because people are backbiting. Backbiting. Number nine, backbiting. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And so you want God to deal with those and deal with you. If you're backbiting, ask God to deal with you. That's number nine. Number ten, amen. Praise God. Number ten. And I'll try to repeat these on on the 6 a.m. prayer tomorrow. Amen. Glory to God. If I don't, amen. Glory to God. Uh, give me a chance to put it on the website, and you can go to messageofchrist.net and look it up. Amen. Praise God. Backbiting, number nine. Number ten, bitterness. Bitterness. Somebody has has bitterness in their lives. You can't seem to shake that bad marriage. You can't seem to shake that child that was rebellious against you, wanted to fight you, kick you or whatever that child did, you can't think that you got bitterness in your heart because mama was never there, daddy uh, beat you, whatever it is. Amen. You got bitterness. Some people are even bitter because they feel like 
they've lost for years and now they're older and, and they feel like they can't, won't get anything done. They're bitter because they, they, they're mad at God because they feel like God could have done something to make their lives better. Your life can be better when you obey God. Amen. Praise God. That's number 10. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Number 10. Number 11, this is what God is saying. Amen. These are powerful things. God says, I'm going to bring judgment on those that are not blessing them that curse you. Now, I'm going to say that again because that's a tough one. Amen. Glory to God. There are some people that refuse to bless who God say bless. God, I can't bless them. They just cursed me. God, I can't bless them. They just came against me. God, I can't bless them. They're not with me. He said, bless those. Pray for those that despitefully use you. But God, God, right here, he's telling me that you are to bless them that curse you. Bless them. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bless them. Say something good about them. Pray for them. That's how you bless them. Love them in your heart. That's how you bless them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I believe we're at number 11. Amen. Some God is dealing with parents in this season. Amen. God is dealing with parents in this season, and um, I thank God, amen, glory to God, that he's seeing the family in this season. He's seeing the family in this season. Um, so God is going to deal, number, number 12 is God's going to deal with those parents that are causing children sin, and God's going to deal with those that are causing the people of God to sin. Now, I'm not saying that there's an excuse for you to sin, but there are some people that are doing things to the children in the natural and in the spirit realm. They're doing things to the people in the body of Christ that's causing them to stumble. So God is going to deal with you that are causing your children to sin. Amen. Praise God. I mean, I, I I have not seen it like I see now upon the Internet. It seems like every time I open up my email, right before I begin to open my email, it gives you news around the world or whatever. And I haven't seen so much um fathers raping their daughters and sons and uh, parents fighting with their children. I haven't seen it. So there's a there's a, something that uh, needs to change in families. Love needs to come to the families. Amen. So, okay, number 12 or number number 13. There's an enticing of lust in the church. And so that's number 12. We need to get lust out of the church. Enticing people in the church to be part of lustful 
lifestyles. God is going to deal with individuals that are sleeping around with people in the church and outside of the church. There's a spirit of lust where people are the enemies coming in. He's seeking out men and women. Amen. Praise God that are vulnerable in the church, on the Internet. Amen. Praise God. Let's move out of the church and let's move to the social sites. There are those that are seeking on the social sites, call themselves pastors and prophets and apostles and bishops and, and, and teachers and evangelists, seeking with lust on the social sites and then in the local church. So we must come against that spirit of lust. That's number 13. Amen? Praise God. Uh, number 14 is not helping the poor. That's 14. Not clothing the people, not feeding the people, not taking care of the homeless. That's number 14. That's going to be judgment on that. Some of us know that we can do better in that area. So we need to begin to pray and ask God to help us. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And so um, we need to pray and ask God to help us in that area that we be givers, amen, to help those that are less fortunate. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, number number um, 15 um, <laughs> has to do with um, just purely being obedient. We have been disobedient to God's commandments. And so God is, is not pleased with us disobeying, disobeying his commandments. And um, he is saying for us to again, to obey the word of God. God is highly upset with the way that we have allowed certain things of the world to overrule what God is saying, like the wearing wearing the clothing of men, wearing the clothing of women, and women wearing the clothing of men, dressing as if they were the opposite sex. Um, God wants us to obey his commandments. He's highly, highly upset because we are not obeying his commandments. So there you have it, the 15 things. Amen. Praise God. I want to thank you so much for joining me here on the broadcast, and I thank you for uh, remaining on the line. We kind of went over a little bit uh, more than we normally do. But uh, I wanted to give you that information. And um, before I end my broadcast, let me go ahead and pray, amen, over those of you that are on the line right now. Gracious and eternal Father, we thank you right now for those that are on the broadcast and those that have joined us here on the broadcast. I pray right now, God, that you will continue, Lord God, to pour down your word upon the people, that they will be able to walk in your will. 
We thank you again for this word, God. We thank you, Lord God, that the word, oh God, should be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. We give you praise for it and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, amen. Praise God. If you would like to join us here for the sunrise prayer, amen. Glory to God. Please text me at 312 600 7729. And someone from the ministry will uh, make sure that um, they get back to you with the information, or you can inbox me on Facebook, and I will have someone from the ministry get back to you concerning uh, the information of the event that's coming up on August the 29th at 5 o'clock a.m. Bring your prayer shawls. If you don't have a prayer shawl, make sure you order one and and get your prayer shawl. Uh, Bring your blankets, uh, even your chairs, because we're going to have a time of sitting in the park and teaching a man along the water after we do our prayer walk. So it's going to be an exciting time of refreshing. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to also go to the movies to see war, war room, a war prayer. Amen. Praise God. So uh, you can look that up on the Internet to see what it's all about. So call me if you desire to go or inbox me on Facebook under Sylvia Staples, and I will send you the agenda of the times that we're going to be here and there Uh, I can't be exact because I know that we're going to end at about 2, maybe 3. So from 5 a.m. up until like 2 o'clock, we will be out and about. So if you plan to come, you need to get the agenda so you can meet us at the various places because we're going to be moving around. We're not going to be in one place. So you need to contact us so we will have your information. So if we're moving, we can text you and say we're moving to the next place so that if you're not there, you can meet us at the next place. Amen. Praise God. So come, 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 one, come all. Amen. Please meet us there at the lakefront. And we'll give you the lakefront when you inbox us and um, the information of where we're going to be when you say that you're coming. Amen. Praise God. It's going to be here in the city of Chicago. Amen. Praise God. So get prepared to come. Also, if you would like to order a prayer shawl, please go ahead and call us or text us. Amen. Praise God. And uh, we will put you on the list for a prayer shawl. Amen. I have not forgotten anybody. It's just that uh, I'm getting ready to eliminate some things in my life so that I can get to the prayer shawls more quickly. So you will be seeing prayer shawls go out more quicker and faster than before because I'm getting ready to eliminate some things so that I can get to the Father's business. Amen. Praise God. If you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, messageofchrist.net, or if you would like to be a blessing to myself, Pastor Sylvia Staples, please go to our website. There's a donation button where you can bless the ministry or you can bless me. Uh, Either one you choose, amen, God is going to be glorified. Amen, praise God. So go to the website, messageofchrist.net, or you can mail your financial donations into our post office box, 390762, that's Chicago, Illinois, 60639. Amen. We look forward to hearing you in the morning at 6 a.m. Amen. Don't forget Miracle Monday every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m., hosted by Evangelist Betty Howard of the Message of Christ Church. Don't forget about our first um, 
Friday midnight prayer. Amen. Praise God. And don't forget about our 8 a.m. Bible study. If you would like to be one of our prayer intercessors on our mega prayer, please contact me or go to the website, messageofchrist.net, and sign up to be a prayer intercessor today. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much for calling into the broadcast. Amen. And we look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to you joining us at the 5 a.m. Prayer, sunrise prayer on August the 29th at 5 a.m. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. This now ends our broadcast. God bless you and goodbye. To start conference recording, press 1. To return to the conference, press star. This conference is being recorded.